Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. One time uh, I was sitting, uh, standing next to Srila Prabhupada uh, by some wonderful good fortune in a New York airport. It was always interesting when Prabhupada would come to greet him at the airport or when he was leaving. Many interesting things would always happen then especially when there were reporters around, and in this case there were. The Prabhupada had come in, and we were in a New York airport, I think it was LaGuardia, but, um, and, um, and there were some reporters there. And you know, when, when he would probably come in those days, we'd have a seat for him, we'd do Guru Puja right in the airport, I mean, it was a whole, those you could do things in the airport like that in those days, you know. Uh, so after all that was over, the, the reporters had up some questions. And the first question was, why have you come to the West? Prabhupada looked at them, and they had their little notebooks out, and he says, I have come to give you a brain. And the pencils all stopped. <laughs> Uh, I've taken that very, very seriously, you know, because, because it's true. <laughs> Prabhupada did go on to explain that the, the, the human society, like the human body, has parts, specialized parts. Uh, we have head, arm, belly, and legs. And so the social body has the, the head, the brain, the brahmanas. Uh, the kshatriyas uh, protect and, and govern. Uh, the belly, the vaishyas who produce uh, cell phones. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have that, but we produce food and goods that we need. And then the the uh, the laborers, or what Prabhupada someplace called general assistants. Uh, Shuja means basically someone who's not really capable of independent action. So it has to. So then, anyway, so Prabhupada explained head, arm, belly, leg, and then he said, your society is headless. That's what he said. And then he said, actually in your society, everyone is a shudra, and there are a few vaishas. And I thought, wow, that, that means we haven't really even seen real kshatriyas or real brahmanas. Now, my, my father was a, was a career military officer. Uh, I feel very right at home in the D.C. area because you know, this is home base uh, for those of us who grew up like that. Uh, so I, you know, I, I knew lots of uh, military types. And, uh, and then, of course, I became an academic, so I saw a lot of the supposedly intelligent people. And uh, Prabhupada said, you haven't seen the real ones. Everyone is a, a, a shudra, and there are a few uh, uh, 
vaishas. So th that's, uh, that's where we're at. We, 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 we haven't seen them. Uh, you may notice, for example, like what I saw when I observed the military, the people who really have the power in the military are the ones that deal with defense contracts. Basically, Vaisha. <laughs> That's what you see. And I've spent a lot of time among the so-called intellectuals, and I've never met a more bewildered bunch of people yeah, in my life. And anybody says anything, there's somebody to say, no, it's wrong, whatever it is. So the, the, the actual system, and it, it, the Chaturvarna Mayastrisham, Guna Karma Bivagasaha, Krishna says, I made these. It's not like an arbitrary uh, thing, but he, he, he created this system. Uh, and you know which you belong to because of your 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 guna, uh, your your uh, qualities, the modes of nature actually, and the, the kind of work that you are naturally attracted to or have an aptitude for. Uh, this is not seen in India either. Uh, the hereditary caste system uh, really messed things up. In fact, I heard once Prabhupada give a lecture in India uh, saying that because, because what happened that this caste system became hereditary, uh, he actually blamed the partition of uh, India on it because he said that the, the people became brahmanas uh, who were not qualified just because they were a brahma-bandhu, a relative of a brahmana, and therefore you know, took that position, but weren't really qualified by guna and karma. Because it doesn't say janma in the text. It says guna and karma. Not hereditary. Uh, uh, it's because of that, then the shudras were mistreated, felt very alienated and not taken care of, because you really, the people really are supposed to be taken care of. Uh, and then, then, then he said, you know, so when Muslims came, they had a whole group of people who were willing to like, not like Hinduism very much. So he, he gave a lecture like that. This was in India he gave this, gave this lecture. Uh, so we always call it daiva, Varnashram Dharma. Daiva means that which is given by Krishna. Uh, and that says it's guna and karma. Uh, uh, so we haven't seen these things. But Prabhupada said, I've come to give you a brain. He wants to start, he wants ISKCON especially to be an educational institution, a worldwide educational institution. And he purposely made our world headquarters in Mayapur. Because during Lord Chaitanya's time, Mayapur was a big center of education in India, a huge one. There were in North India at that time uh, Varanasi, Banaris, Mithila, and gradually uh, Navadip became Mayapur became became the, the most uh, prominent one there. And Lord Chaitanya was trained as an academic. He was. A, it was grammar, not, not a high status 
uh, field. Is, they call it a shishu shastra, <laughs> study for children. But but uh, but he was going to teach us grammar, the grammar of how to chant the holy names <laughs> properly. But that's another topic. So the question is how, how to fulfill this. How how do we become uh, this brain? Or in fact, the others, the real kshatriyas, and actually. Uh, the whole system has to be there. So one thing is, uh, having spent so much time with academics myself, uh, the the point is, is that, you know, Prabhupada, everyone who wanted to become his initiated devotee by initiation in ISKCON is supposed to take a vow to follow four regular principles. Right? The, uh, no eating meat, fish, or eggs. Uh, no illicit sex, uh, and just inside marriage for prop uh, propagation of children, otherwise not. Uh, uh, no intoxication, uh, and, and no gambling or frivolous time-wasting activities. This is the, these four regular principles. Now we tend to think in our way we categorize these are moral principles. Uh, the, you know, proper conduct and things like that. But the, the, the point I want to make today is these are actually principles of knowledge. And that's what, what we really need to understand. Because, you know, you can go to university and, and be a really scummy person in your conduct. <laughs> uh, and, and nobody says that if you go to the university uh, you can't go to the fraternity parties and drink, and you can't, uh, you know, no, you know. Uh, so long as you can uh, do the books and pass the exams, and but nobody looks at your character, what they would call your character, because that's the moral area. You know, we've separated that stuff up, and just like we think religion is something separate from our lives, a special thing we do one day a week, and the rest is. No, so these, these are actually principles of, of, of knowledge. Because we learn, especially in the, the Bhagavad Gita, there's a whole chapter about the modes of nature. And we discover that knowledge depends upon goodness, on sattva, on purity. And the process that Prabhupada gave us of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is very, very important. Uh, uh, and it also brings actual knowledge, makes knowledge possible. Because the reason is, knowledge depends on goodness. And most of us, first of all, in the Western country like this, the standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. Do you make more money? Do you get more status? Do you have more things you own? Do you have a high reputation among people, though you're famous and you have so many Facebook friends or whatever? You know, that's the standard of the mode of passion. And that's how we measure advancement, the mode of passion. Do you know what the Bhagavad Gita says the result of the mode of passion is? Misery. The result of the mode of passion is misery. 
What happens when people become miserable and they can't do anything about it? Intoxication. They go to the mode of ignorance. Guess what? Guess why we have an opioid epidemic? These are all people who are like burned out on the mode of passion if they got started with it. So, and actually, you know, this is true. You don't really see, like, real kshatriyas who are supposedly in the mode of passion, they also are noble people. They give, they will sacrifice their lives to protect others. That's what an actual kshatriya, one who protects. It's not, an, it's not really, you know, it's a high demand thing, and you put your own self in danger so that others will be safe. You don't see many people who are actually like that anymore, you know? Our idea of modern warfare is, you know, if you can, you sit back in your underground bunker and shoot missiles at each other's civilian populations, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what's happening. So, so, so the, 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 this mode, of, the mode of, of passion is not really very good, and there's very little training how to be in the mode of ignorance. And of course, if you go to the universities where people are studying, they also, what do they really want? They want grants. They want to come up with something, formula, that you can market. What's all around, you know, Cambridge and, 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 and outside of Boston, all these tech companies, something you can sell, something you can, it's all you're being paid for by the Vaishyas who made you into Shudras because you get a paycheck. If you get a paycheck, you're a Shudra. So that's our messed up situation here. So how to become the brain? So one has to work so that the mode of goodness becomes established and the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance start to go away. And that's really what, if you follow our four regular principles, will uh, tend to happen uh, with you. But the, 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 the way that Lord Chaitanya has made it easy, he's given us a mantra, the, the just... All we really have to know is three Sanskrit words, Hari, Krishna, and Rama. They're all in the vocative case, the same case ending. If you really want to study Sanskrit, boy, are you in for a complicated thing. But the Hari Krishna Maha Mantra, all the same case ending, the vocative case, you're calling upon the Lord. And you just chant it. You know, we have these japa beads and... We chant in kirtan. But the secret to chant the holy name, that for its, the holy name's potency is to be released, one has to chant on the clearing stage. That is clearing offenses. We can, anybody can chant, but uh, as we want to advance and release the potencies of the holy name, we, we have to chant while becoming clear from offenses. And, most of us who practice this learn the offenses against the holy name. But there's a secret about these offenses too that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has given us, that the one offense of, from which all the others spring is inattentiveness while chanting. Pramadaha, distraction or inattentiveness. In other words, 
When we are chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and we focus our attention on the holy names, our mind will wander. Now, that, that's an offense. Uh, uh, you know, people, if you pay attention, you know, if you, you ignore somebody, that's uh, offensive. You know? So, so we, we, you know, that's, so at least we have to pay the, the, this holy name some attention. Now, you may not originally have any feelings in particular. It may, some days you like it, some days you don't. But you can force yourself to pay attention. When you notice your mind wanders, you bring it back. So there's actually three ways of chanting the holy name. One, just nam aparad is there. You're, you're committing offenses. You know, you're chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, and then you've got your iPhone out there looking at your text messages. You know, that's offensive. Hare Krishna is background noise. Huh? The, uh, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that when we chant like that, it's practically no better than letters of the alphabets. So you can go on chanting and chanting, but you won't get very far. Uh, the, but if we want to become cl clear of these offenses, the first one to work on is this while we're chanting. And, and when we, if we sit to chant japa, just ourselves and beads and just chant, it's, it's kind of simple because it's a simple arena. You know, like on stage, there's, there's you, there's the holy name, and there's your mind. And so, very simple. So when that, as you direct your consciousness, your attention toward, toward the holy name. Very simple. Uh, it wanders, which it will, because if we were really attracted to Krishna, we wouldn't be here in this world. So there's some, some aversion <laughs> that has put us here. Uh, so that mind will tend to go away. You have to show them, mind who's boss. Bring it back. And it can be very mechanical, but Krishna knows that you're trying. Because actually, he sees everything you do. He's the self of the self, so he's you know, very intimately connected to us. Uh, so everything that we do, he knows. So he, he even sees that you're chanting. So you get a little help from Krishna. Okay. And just when we are trying, we are on the clearing stage. And according to our Namacharya Haridas Thakur, that this kind of chanting, this is called, it's called Nam Abasa. The pure name is not manifest. Uh, the pure name is just having direct sunlight. But this is, the sun is behind the clouds or it's below the horizon in the morning. So you don't see the sun exactly, but you see the sunlight. And, and Haridas Thakur says that even this nam abasa, this projection of light into darkness or reflected light, even the, this nam abasa destroys all sinful reaction and gives liberation. Hey, that's not nothing, you know. And then if we practice more and we begin to experience more and more the pure name, that gives Krishna prema. And so one should see by this practice the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance, they decrease.
You can measure like that. You can go the whole chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. I've got a chart I can send people to all the symptoms of the different modes, you know, so we could just diagnose our own condition, and they should go away. And then, then the mode of goodness appears. When the mode of goodness appears, you start to see things as they are. First of all, one effect that, that will happen, uh, and it, it happened to me, and at first I, didn't, I almost didn't accept it, that I became completely convinced about the existence of Krishna. Just from sitting and chanting, I said, okay, I, you know, I know so many proofs for God's existence, I studied so many theology, but to be absolutely convinced that I have any right to that? How, how can I have right to that? You know, we were supposed to doubt everything, you know? So how do I have this right to be convinced? But it was there. And finally I began to realize that because Krishna is also the self of the self, that when we start to know God, that is to have some direct perception of God's presence, it's like knowing yourself. Can you doubt your own existence? Try it. Who's doubting, huh? Impossible. So in a similar way, if Krishna is the self of the self, when the self becomes a little purified, this is not a super advanced stage of Krishna consciousness either, but you, can, you are actually have some also awareness of the presence of the super soul who is there together with us. And that super soul is right there, and that super soul guides us. He says in the Bhagavad Tam, I give them the intelligence by which they can come to me. That starts to happen. Which is great for two reasons. One, you've got some direction, and secondly, you're getting to know Krishna more and more. So this, Prabhupada called this a science of Krishna consciousness. And science means vijnana in Sanskrit, direct perception. This is direct perception. And by this direct perception, the other definition of, of, of Krishna, who is the Param Brahman of Brahman, is that which being known, all other things become known. This is the Mukanda Upanishad. This is the famous definition. So that if, as you know Krishna and start to understand, get awareness of Krishna, then everything else starts to become known. Because Krishna includes the world. When we, when we say Hare Krishna, we're saying Krishna and Krishna's energies. So our, our, our formula, this is the Lord Chaitanya described it as a chincha beta a beta tattva, uh, the philosophy of simultaneous oneness and difference. This is the way to put it. Here's, a, here's a, like a you know, little thing to remember. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Krishna both includes and transcends the world. So when Krishna is known, also, you start to see the world. When, when, when uh, the first, uh, fifth canto of the Bhagavatam came out, which describes the material world, and it's got all kinds of things in there we haven't seen. 
uh, yeah, well, we haven't because we haven't even been to Earth. Prabhupada says in the fifth canto they didn't go to the moon. Well, not only they haven't gone to the moon, they haven't been to the Earth. Because the Earth is something also that we haven't seen. I'm convinced of this now. First of all, the Earth has a whole sphere uh, 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 of, uh, of devas. There's 330 million devas. That's a very lot of devas. And, and the devas have bodies made of mind. They're subtle bodies. We have gross bodies, subtle bodies. Devas only have mental bodies. And they, they run the world, they run everything by yoga cities. So I, the devas constitute a kind of uh, uh, mind of the universe. They're all different parts, you know, of, of the, the neural system of the, of the universe. Uh, and, and, you know, people who get yoga cities by practicing yoga, they, they simply are able to, to some extent, get, a, get themselves connected with that, that level. Uh, so we really haven't seen the universe, uh, or even this, the, what we, the, the, our world. Uh, the devas, by the way, control all this, our eyesight, all our perception. You know, we are—we don't—we are—we are wired in with our, our 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 gross and subtle bodies. We are wired into the whole universal system. We're, we are like little cells to the whole cosmos, actually, and and we we belong that. So these different things are influencing us. So all of this starts to become more and more understood by us. And I think we may even get some marketable progress, prog products out of it someday, I don't know. <laughs> then that will be appreciated by, by other people. But the main thing is to, to, to actually make people happy. Uh, this is the formula for happiness. Because this is the, one of the signs of the mode of goodness is people become happy. Uh, they don't become misery, miserable like the mode of passion. They don't become depressed, depressed, oppressed, oppressed. Then they become joyful. Uh, uh, so this is what the world needs. And it's now made available to everybody. Groucho uh, uh, Marx made this famous joke, I wouldn't belong to a club that would have me as a member. Uh, not so exclusive. Oh, this isn't. Um, we're all members. It's given to us. This is the mercy of, of the Lord that we can come to this position. So it's very simple. Make a program. Chant with a vow. If you're if you're not a person who chants regularly now, do it. Start simple. Do do it one one you can manage. You know, one round a day. It won't take you more than ten minutes. But that make it good. You know, pay attention. And when you just start doing like that, you'll see things start to happen. And we can identify what happened. The mode of passion and the mode of ignorance will start to decrease. Uh, you'll we'll lose our taste for various things. Uh, and there's some people you want, won't want to know anymore. And there's other people you might find, you know, more, more like to your liking. Things will start to change. And, 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 
Basically, what's ha gradually happening is that Krishna takes control of our lives and gives us guidance what to do next. So this is the great secret of Krishna consciousness. Uh, it's easily available for everybody. Uh, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, and the people that worked for him to, to help us, like Srila Prabhupada, we have it even though we don't deserve it. So let us take full advantage of this and, uh, and uh, start with this very simple process and then keep going. And for Krishna consciousness, there's no upper limit. There's, it just keeps getting better and better and better and better and better. Even Krishna and Radha together are always increasing in beauty and feeling and happiness. So you, we can join in that. Uh, and then so the other thing, get, become Krishna conscious ourselves. And the other thing that really makes people happy, or Krishna happy, we give it to others. Those two things. Okay, I'll stop there and we'll have to see if there are any questions or comments. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you very much for enlightening. Um, the question is that, yes, uh, some of us think that we are blessed to be born in a Hindu family and so on, and we are supposed to know all that. Um, great mantra and everything else. But recently, um, I realized that uh, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of things to know, and we don't know. Ever since I have started coming here, I feel like I'm just starting ABC. Mm. And um, so, Last week, I came across with some of my friends, American friends and others who have a different faith. And we started talking just uh, at a friendly chat about the faith and um, Christianity and Hinduism and so on and so forth. And I mentioned to them that uh, uh, I go to Hare Krishna temple and so on. But anyway, I was having a little hard time trying to convince them this great mantra is so peaceful. It gives me real peace of mind and distract me from the all materialistic world. But I was having a little problem. I don't know, maybe because of my uh, poor knowledge or whatever. So I would like to ask you, please, if you would, that if I were to get into the same situation, how best to convince the people of other faith, mm -hmm. that Krishna consciousness is the true consciousness, and they should believe in it. Thank you. Sure. I, I, th I think one thing is, is the, the name, don't even let people think of Krishna as a Hindu god. He has no designations. And, 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 and Krishna means one who attracts everybody, all attractive. You know, if there were a universal beauty contest, God would win. <laughs> you know, he's all, God is all attractive. Uh, and, and so that's just a definition of what God is. Uh, his name is Rama. 
Uh, one who feels and who gives the highest bliss. Again, that's just generic definition of what God is. Uh, uh, and, and then, then hare, one who takes away, you can say one, everything inauspicious. Uh, There's also uh, generic definitions. Uh, Prabhupada, when he was dealing with Christians, said that they could chant the name of Jesus. Uh, uh, there are Christian traditions, by the way, where they have constant prayer, the idea of always uh, uh, chanting. Uh, there's a, a, a very simple Greek, very old Greek Christian prayer that goes, Kyrie eleison Christe eleison. It's in the Mass, the Latin Mass, but it's Greek. And it just means, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. And that's something you can chant. You go around, Kyrie lays on, Christe lays on. So fine, do that. Do like that. Constant prayer. You know, if you have some objection to the name Krishna, then you know you can can, can do like that. Uh, so so th this is this is just we're some. This is the Yuga Dharma, uh, glorifying the Lord, uh, and uh, and. There's enough commonality there that that that, that in, any any religion will, will really, if you actually follow it, will bring you the same way. The modes of passion, the modes of ignorance, they do a whole lot better. Now, the, these people who think that you know it's Hindu not to eat meat, uh, you may tell people to do an experiment. Stop eating meat and see see how your spiritual life goes, and you'll see that again. If you, uh, you uh, stop killing unnecess uh, uh, unnecessarily, all these things, that, that your own consciousness will, uh, uh, will improve. We know that certain f uh, foods and, and drinks are in the mode of ignorance and uh, some mode of passion and mode of goodness. So you do everything to increase the mode of, of, of goodness. So th this is, these are universal spiritual principles. Uh, and uh, I've just found out for myself that that uh, to me it's been offered to us and given to us in a way that's both very simple, just three words, but then we have the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, these are books that are going to take us years and years and years of research. I mean, this is why Prabhupada wanted, you know, in Mayapur to really have the Bhagavatam as the center of, of study there, the temple of the Vedic planetarium is basically the Bhagavatam in the form of a building. Uh, uh, and he wants it to be a world educational institution for the whole world to, uh, to, to learn this. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that, this should not really exclude anybody. And we, we, can, we, can, we can also have studying uh, with us Christians, Jews, Muslims, everything. And they'll find the same thing there. It's just in, in our case, it's been, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a reason Buddha rejected Hinduism at one point. Because every religion sometimes goes through this thing where it gets, you know, very bad elements become very prominent and... Then it was just animal slaughter all the time in the name of sacrifice. So there was a reform. Uh, 
and then his reforms are kind of integrated back into uh, the followers of the Vedas. He just denied the authority of the Vedas, but you know, uh, did have a purifying effect. So, yeah, that that this kind of thing happens. So, uh, but what we can do, what's tangible for us, is to make ourselves more and more Krishna conscious becoming more and more in the mode of goodness and try to help other people. And if we have that attitude, Krishna will send people to you. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing that will happen. Hare Krishna. Um, is there a difference between the mode of passion, as you, you refer to this text of, of, I gather, just indulging in your desires, carnal sensing, and the passion for loving Krishna. And the, and the reason I ask is, when I first came to the temple, I noticed a great passion for something that I didn't know anything about. It, the uh, Dancing in front of the deities. Because yeah. the word can also mean fondness, yeah, sure. desire, something that's lacking. Yeah. And then the second question, <laughs> and, and I'm serious, people that are in Alaska that are hunters, they can't grow vegetables. They can't just eat. Is that is there a difference if you're living off the land, like in Alaska? And I, I mean that. Um, are those people like less than the Hindu? I hate to say that, but I mean that. I watch a lot of Alaskan shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first question: th there, there are very, very strong feelings. Toward, uh, toward Krishna, uh, that that developed beyond anything you would you would know. Uh, uh, the, the, these uh, are are different from material desires, because because it's the difference between love and lust. Uh, lust is the desire to have your own senses satisfied. Uh, the the strong love for Krishna is. That, that you you want to see Krishna happy and that you have no other way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects and then you feel happy. So it's, it's very paradoxical because it's completely without any selfishness whatsoever. What human can do that? What human can do that? It's a great uh, intention. Great devotees. Uh, advanced devotees do that. Because you see, the, 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 the spiritual path is in one way directly opposite of the material path. Because the material world, the path of advancement, is the path of pride. But you see, when devotees become advanced, devotees become more and more humble. And the more advanced they get, the the more humility that's there. Uh, I mean, even Srila Prabhupada, when he came to the West, um, he once said in a lecture in, in, in California, he was just beginning to get a bunch of disciples. And he had done this this incredible thing that his 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 spiritual master whole institution was geared toward going to the West. And in 1933, they sent preachers to London with a book that they had printed and was going to, you know. And, but then it got interrupted and they fell apart and paused for World War II. Uh, and then 
because the institution had fallen apart. Nobody was doing it, but Prabhupada had gotten the order because he was uh, went was an English language college student, a graduate in Scottish Churches College, and he was told by Prabhupada to, to preach in English, which meant go to the West. And so Prabhupada did it in his old age, finally. You know, after he retired, he had a family, six children, a pharmaceutical business, he was a businessman. Uh, so when he finally came, he was an old man. And then he began to get a following. And then he said, and this is sitting on a seat like this, you know, he said to them, when I was a, a young man, my first meeting, my spiritual master told me to preach in English. Uh, but I was so entangled with householder life, he said, I couldn't do anything. Until now, finally, in my old age, I thought, let me at least try to do something to satisfy my spiritual master. So I've come to, I've come to your country, and still I had so much difficulty, but some of you are coming, you're helping me. And now, because of your help, my movement is, this movement is spreading, and I'm fulfilling the order of my spiritual master, so I have to thank you more. And he, he started to cry. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's a devotee, you know. This complete humility. All you, I have to thank you more for helping me. I couldn't do anything by myself. And this is his act, this true feeling. It, it's there like that. And it's, it, it's not like, you know, no, I'm the big, you know, Jagat Guru, you know, all that stuff. Nothing, nothing like that is, is there in this. So that's that's the, these. So there are very very strong feelings, but they're they're quite they're unique. They're, they're spiritual feelings, and and uh, they shouldn't be confused with material ones. What was the second question? Again? Killing animals in Alaska. Yeah. Well, when we uh, preach in Alaska, I don't know how we'll do it. <laughs> but there's canned food and stuff like that. But but uh, but sometimes it, you know. This is like the de devotees at Puri, they eat fish. <laughs> well, and uh, so, so you do whatever you can do for making your advancement and see what the next arrangement will be. Uh, if, 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 if there was nothing to eat like that, I said, okay, I'll just eat, at least just eat fish. Please don't kill any, you know, elk or deer or whatever, you know, something like that, you know. Uh, you stu probably studied a lot of different religions, including like the Shakers who said that people shouldn't have children. They shouldn't have sex and shouldn't mm -hmm. have children. Of course, they're dying out because of yeah, uh, obvious reason. reason. Yeah. <laughs> but even though I believe strongly there's one Dharma, and that's what you can tell to people of other religions, there's really only one Dharma. If, there's, if you agree there's one God. Mm -hmm. But the notion of Ahimsa, how important is it because... Uh, like most religions, uh, we encourage a lot of family values, producing a lot of people, which impacts animals. The more people there are, it always uh, hurts uh, the animals. So mm -hmm. uh, how do you reconcile that, uh, that we're promoting ahimsa and also very strong family values, encouraging having families and producing more people? Well, you, you shouldn't produce more people than you can take care of. <laughs> It doesn't mean you need very, very large uh, families. Uh, 
you know, right now, at least in the modern world, infant mortality is way down. One reason people had lots and lots of children was because of the uh, because of a huge in infant mortality, uh, which I wouldn't wish wish on. That's one piece of progress. I'm really happy that we have to go through that. You know, the death of children. But it was, you know, at one time it was standard. It, it, you know, you have well, mostly it's infant mortality. But you have like eight children and only, you know four survive to adulthood. It's not something you want to go through. So so. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that people in their particular circumstances, if, if, if they understand that we live our lives in a way that's dedicated to God and try to come as close to it as possible under the circumstances, you'll find out, you'll get guidance on how to take whatever particular steps you need to know. There's nobody to ask. There's also uh, uh, something like, like, like that would be there. Uh, to to some some inner guidance or awareness uh, uh, how to how to do this. Just an, an addition to the previous question, um, one of the things we hear often is the fact that the planet will not be able to sustain uh, certain maybe 10, 20 billion population. But uh, if you go back to one of the books in which I mean, proper talks about animal slaughtering, he said the planet can sustain a hundred billion population. So if we take animal slaughter away and then people live on vegetarian lifestyle, in fact, the planet actually can sustain. So progression yeah. wouldn't be an issue. I don't know if Prabhu wants to add to that. Yeah, he also said, yeah, I mean, really, you know, animal, you, you take grains and you feed them to animals and you kill the animals and eat, and you really are, you know, wasting like crazy. The other thing Prabhupada said is that the earth can produce many, much more than even now that it's producing. Uh, he described it, if, if you treat the earth properly, uh, then she gives it the burden of love. Uh, uh, and when, when the burden is love, like, a, like the weight of a child and a mother, it can carry a very heavy weight if it's a child. Like that. And just, so the earth can bear a whole lot more than, than, than we would imagine if, if she's treated properly. Thank you. On that same note, that Shoah Prabhupada said that everything is just being withheld because people are so sinful, but there's no lack of anything. It would all be provided. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He said that. If, if God is happy, the earth is happy. The earth is also living. If she comes happy, then it can provide. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, let's stop that part. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, these four, four principles we follow, um, no meat, fish, eggs, no gambling, no illicit sex, and thanks. Uh, for some people, they're difficult, or they may have, you know, they may have a tr trouble honoring them, or if they take vows, keeping them, so, um, what what would be some, you know, words of encouragement or help in that area? I, I would say, first of all, don't give up trying. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I've seen so many times people think it's impossible and they start and they find ways that uh, 
things they didn't know or uh, uh, come about uh, to make it possible. You have to, you know, you you you. Uh, if, if you go, if you're going to follow uh, vows of no illicit sex, it's, it's clearly that you have to stay away from some media <laughs> quite a bit. You know, you know so. Uh, uh, but if the intention is there, and you you try really hard, and you try to associate with people who are similarly inclined. I mean, most of us are the big victim of bad association, and you really may have to, you know, change your friends to to some extent for for, for this purpose, because the the people that sometimes you think are your friends are not really good for you. So bad association is very very uh, big problem, and. Uh, so we always say sadhu sangha. You know, you should try to associate with, with, with saintly people, or at least people who have the same values that that that, that you would have. And I, I think that's one place where you really have to have to be very, very deliberately careful, not to hit anybody. And not to... anyway, if you actually start to become pure, that people will leave you <laughs> more than you have to leave them. You used to be so much fun. <laughs> okay. So I'm struggling to remember the the title of the talk. That these are principles of education. Yeah. So if uh, I'm the, the, the yeah that that the, that the, the these these regular principles are principles of cognition. Cognition. Yeah. So then, my mind, and I guess I'm looking of for knowledge. verification. If I'm, if I'm reading into this, by following these principles, this knowledge becomes illuminated. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of what you're saying? So, so it's like so, yeah, yeah, we well, can acquire Christian, knowledge, but it can also just sort of be revealed no, it, as we clear our consciousness. It, that's what it's. That's what he says in the Bhagavad Gita. The dami buddhi yogam tam. I, I, I'm dwelling in their hearts, and jnana dipena. I, I turn on the light of knowledge. I mean, and, and it's not subtle. That 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 illumination is is there. We're not alone in this body. You know, the Krishna is there also, looking to help out. But we have to, you know, say, "Give me some help," you know. Smata smitter gyanam pohanamna cha. He says, "You, you can. I, I, I'm there, and from me becomes knowledge, and a pohanam means pushing away. If you want to remember Krishna, Prabhupada says it this way in a lecture. He gives you all facility to remember, and if he wants you to, you want to forget him, he also does that." So we want to remember. <laughs> Wonderful. Please, um, we have one thanks. Thank you.